Welcome to Story Smack. Hello, my name is A. Kovacs, a real girl herself, and I'm a founding partner at Empty Set Entertainment. And my name is Scott Sigler, best-selling novelist and proponent of one primary piece of advice to killers everywhere when it comes to getting rid of the body. You fold, you never cut. Mm, mm-hmm. This is episode 15 of Story Smack, a podcast about stories and storytellers in the world of pop culture. Today, we are talking about a key element of many forms of storytelling. Murder. Murder. You see courtroom c- dramas or cop shows. You see all kinds of stuff where they talk about murder one mm-hmm. or manslaughter or whatever. Backroom deals that get things knocked down to murder two or manslaughter or whatever. And then Ice-T sends you up for murder one. But what does that mean? Not sure. I am sure, actually. <laughs> <laughs> when the gang at Chicago Justice makes a deal to give someone a parole for manslaughter, what does that mean? We're going to talk about all that stuff. Now, these categories vary from state to state. So we'll be primarily talking about California, both because we live here in sunny San Diego and because that, ma'am, is where the vast majority of TV shows and movies are made. Yes. Okay, so the major categories for murder, um, I'll say first, then we'll go talk through okay. each one. Okay. Uh, the categories are first-degree murder. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. That's the big one. Second-degree murder. Mm-hmm. And uh, manslaughter, sometimes known as third-degree murder. Sometimes. Depends on the state, yes. But first, we are not experts. We are covering the high-level, sort of 35,000-foot view of this as it relates to courtroom dramas mm-hmm. and or cop shows. Mm-hmm. We at Empty Set Entertainment are not lawyers. No. I know people were confused <laughs> about this. So we are not lawyers. We are not offering any form of legal advice. We are also not hitmen, at least not the kind that you people could afford. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that's it. We're very expensive. <laughs> so let's start with the big one, first-degree murder. Okay. I've been doing my research for this, but because it helps me as a writer if I ever want to get into crime uh, and just kind of in general how things break down in society. It's very cool. Breakdown meaning nomenclature, not breakdown meaning collapse. First degree murder. The defining term here is premeditation. You thought about it, you planned it, and you executed it. In some states, the way you kill someone is already predefined as first degree murder. For example, if you strangle someone to death, Right. If you poison them, if you lie in wait to kill someone, all of these things mean that you have either planned it out ahead of time or you clearly had an opportunity to stop and did not, so therefore you move forward. So strangulation is a crime of passion. We'll get into crimes of passion a little bit, but all of those are treated as first-degree murder. So that's interesting. Hmm. So like strangulation, because that takes time, Mm -hmm. that is sort of foregone conclusion, that's first-degree murder. Most of the time, it is. And because while you are strangling someone, you are in complete power over them. Right. And you do have time to stop strangling them because they are probably subdued, et cetera. So that, although that that could be iffy, which will get into the crimes of passion. And even if you're doing that somehow in self-defense, like you've gotten the upper hand and now you're, that's, you still have an opportunity to stop when they're incapacitated, I Mm -hmm. guess. So where strangulation could end up being, or is default most likely first degree murder, something like a stray gunshot may not be. Correct. Fascinating. Exactly, correct. So for first degree, overall, there's a phrase willfully and with premeditation and deliberation that is often used. So sometimes strangulation can slip through, which we will talk about. Hmm. So somebody planning ahead to remove evidence of a killing or choosing a method where he thinks there would be no evidence, that's first degree? Yeah, yeah, that, that would be first degree. Um, to go back to 
the um, the strangulation. It's willfully. I, I should give you these definitions. Willfully in this context means the defendant intended to kill. Mm-hmm. Premeditation is where the defendant decided to kill before committing the act. They'd already decided, sure. I'm going to kill that son of a bitch. And then deliberation means defendant carefully weighed the pros and cons of the choice and knew the consequence of his act. So with the, anything, any, any attempt to get rid of evidence, because evidence leads to conviction, conviction leads to punishment. So by planning a way to rub someone out that deliberately takes away potential evidence or is a way to kill someone without leaving evidence, mm-hmm. any kind of planning like that, that is automatically a form of premeditation. Sure. I, um, I remember being a teenager and reading my first and maybe even only uh, Anne Rule novel. She mm-hmm. writes a ton of, I think they're sort of fictionalized accounts of, or maybe they're just true crime stories. Okay. Um, and she's done a ton. And there was one, I think the first one I read, I can't even remember which, which murder it was, but it was, or which trial it was, but it was a woman who um, said there was a, a strange black man on the highway who, who, she, who flagged down her car, shot her two kids, shot her, and then drove the car into a river. Mm-hmm. And her two boys died. And she struggled up wet from the river, wrapped with a towel wrapped around her arm that had been shot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, of course the police, the, the, crime was investigated like yeah just there's doesn't doesn't, all these things don't add up right but it was actually during the trial that they they figured out the way that the towel that was wrapped around her arm had been um had been folded when it was applied by the by the pattern of the blood and it was in a perfect triangular tourniquet (laughs) and so that they they use that to prove that she had pre-meditated and she had shot her children also the angle of entry for the gunshot wound of her own was was right to left but they knew that but there's that's a suspicion you know that that you can have a shadow of a doubt about that but with the tourniquet shaped towel they were like okay we're out let's 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 we bargain she had no training whatsoever probably in first aid or how to make all that right that doesn't show up in her record and all of a sudden she knows how to do that that's the discrepancy that shows planning and trying to get rid of right. evidence. Right. That was, that was proof that she had oh, planned. Okay. Okay. So what is second degree murder? This definition comes from the website findlaw.com. Second degree murder is ordinarily defined as an intentional killing that is not premeditated or planned, nor committed in a reasonable heat of passion, which we will get to, or a killing caused by dangerous conduct and the offender's obvious lack of concern for human life. So, um, for example, uh, I'm in a crowd and I didn't shoot at anybody, but I fired off a gun in a crowd or tried to shoot past you to scare you. And behind you is the school bus full of children's. And when the children's get hit, that's second degree murder because you are completely ignoring normal status quo for what safety would be. Right. So it's a killing caused by dangerous conflict and the offender's obvious lack of concern for human life. Um, This may be viewed as the middle ground between first-degree murder and voluntary manslaughter. So second-degree murders are crimes of opportunity, not crimes of pre-planning. Basically, yes, okay. basically. Here's the, there's an example from finelaw.com that covers that question. Dan comes home to, wait, let's, we get to do this in movie reader, movie guy voice. Dan comes home to find his wife in bed with Victor. At a stoplight the next day, Dan sees Victor riding in the passenger seat of a nearby car. 
Dan pulls out a gun and fires three shots into the car, missing Victor, but killing the driver of the car. Okay, this is even more ludicrous than my <laughs> trying to learn French textbook in junior high school, but okay. So, uh, clearly murder because huh. the driver dies. Yes. Uh, and not at all self-defense since he was in his own vehicle and Victor was in the other vehicle. Right. But not something that the suspect exactly planned out. Right. So that gets away from, that is above... Manslaughter, which again, we're going to get to in a minute, because here's some of the guidelines for second degree murder. Killing is done impulsively without premeditation, but with malice aforethought. Like you had it, you had it in for a certain person. Right. A random Joe you meet in the street, you get into a scuffle with, you wind up killing him. That can be manslaughter. But if it's, I went out looking to find Bob and in our fight, I killed Bob, that could be second. You didn't go with the intention of killing him, but you had malice towards him ahead of time. And I wonder if which road rage would be. It'd be interesting to that's, find out. That's a good... It depends on if you pursue. If you sure. pursue someone, it's no longer a crime of passion. If it's road rage and you you both pull over to the side of the road to, to hash it out and then that person winds up attacking you or you get into a fight, both of you are fighting with each other, that could possibly be manslaughter. But if you if you chase someone yeah, and then pull over, you're, it's murder too. For sure. There's no way you're going to get manslaughter. And there's no way it's murder one in a short burst like that. Correct. But if I go home and decide I'm going to follow this stupid neighbor again and eventually kill them, then that's right. It, exactly. If you follow them home, then you go back to your place, then you come back the next day, and yeah, then you're going to murder one. A second degree murder is also a killing that results from an act intended to cause serious bodily harm. So mm. I just, you know what? You piss me off at work. And I'm just going to cut you a little bit just to show you who's boss. You know, like a slice on the arm and oops, uh, that person bleeds out. That is, that is second degree murder. Or a killing that results from an act that demonstrates the perpetrator's depraved indifference to human life, which goes back to, I just fired a gun and yeah. hit the children's in the school bus. Yeah, or people driving through a crowd because they get frustrated by traffic or yeah, whatever. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's anything spur of the moment, like an argument between neighbors, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. that gets heated until one pulls out a gun and shoots the other. Exactly. Or how Marvin Gaye and his pops... Marvin Gaye died because his pop shot him with with Marvin Gaye's own gun. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, we wow. were having an argument, and and pops just picked it up. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, it was a long storied troubled relationship. I think. Okay. But, um, I want to say maybe he went over to the house. I forget, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So then, what about killing? Say in a gas station robbery, the criminals didn't plan on killing the gas station uh-huh. attendant. Uh-huh. But the attendant pulled out a gun, so they shot him. Is any, that's not self-defense. No, that gets into, that's felony murder, which means you killed someone while in the act of committing a felony. And felony murder is almost always murder one. So if you go out to perpetrate a crime, you break into a house to rob a safe, and a guy comes out of the kitchen with an axe Mm -hmm. uh, to kill you, and you shoot him, even if he like hits you with the axe and you're bleeding, and this guy's still coming at you to kill you. That's self-defense, but it's felony murder because you're in the act of committing a felony when the murder occurred. Right. And I'm sure that that, I wonder if that legislation came out of uh, a loophole. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't doing anything violent. I was just stealing silver. Right. And he came out with an ax and hit me with an ax. That's a great question. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that it had to have grown out of somebody getting out of a, a murder charge for something like that because, of course... If you were a law-abiding citizen at home doing whatever you were doing mm-hmm. instead of committing a felony, yeah. 
then you wouldn't have had to defend yourself. If you was just handling your own biz. Yeah. No, but that, I mean, you know, there's so many situations like that where people think, well, this is my house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there are limitations yes. to that. We're going to get into that in a minute. Yeah. But if you're not committing a felony, then a self defense would be a vet. Oh yeah, sure. If you're not committing a felony and somebody comes at you with an ax and you yes. shoot them, that's fine. Yeah. The exact same scenario transplanted to someone is at a uh, bus stop. R- yeah. Or robbing your house and they come at you, you know, with the ax and you shoot them, then that's going to be self-defense. So self-defense and self-defense is a valid excuse, right? So you can get away with killing someone if it's self-defense, which many, many, many stories and books, movies, play on this is how to trick someone into coming at you. So Mm -hmm. you choose the place and time where they show up and then you shoot them. Or you always see it in cop dramas with the cops, uh, throwaway gun, the onion field gun, which we talk about nocturnal, Mm -hmm. my novel nocturnal, where uh, some cops, hopefully not all cops will carry an extra piece on them or in their car somewhere. So if they accidentally shoot someone, they can go place that weapon on the scene and say, I was acting in, I was defending myself. Sure. So, Self-defense can be an excuse, but there are limits. Uh, if self-defense or def- if it's self-defense or you're defending another person, it's generally accepted as legal justification for killing someone. But it becomes manslaughter if the killer established control before the killing took place. So, you and I are go back to the strangulation argument. You mm-hmm. and I are in a fight. You come at me with the knife. Here you mm-hmm. go, crazy, crazy with the knife coming at me, <laughs> and we get into a scuffle. And then uh, in the middle of the scuffle, no matter how bad I am wounded, right? If I'm cut, I knock you down and then grab the knife and stab you with it and you're down. And like there are witnesses and it's provable this is the way it happened. That's, that's not going to wind up being, self-defense is not a valid justification. If you, if you kill me then, mm-hmm. once I'm already subdued and clearly no longer a threat to you. Right. Or if it's a, a bar fight scenario, somebody attacks me in a bar, right. we get into a fricus, I manage to find myself, I manage to, you know, and it's a crazy heated battle. And no matter what happens, the guy pulls a knife, whatever. If I knock him down or like ball kick, boom, and then he's down, he's he's down, he can't fight back. Mm-hmm. At that point, even if it's in the middle of the fight, if I haul back and kick him in the face yeah. and he dies from that strike, that's going to wind, that self-defense will not apply to that case sure. at all. And I wonder what happens in cases where, you know, you've, you've kicked him, so he's falling, but he hits his head on the sidewalk and then has a hematoma in his head and he dies. Yeah, that usually, from what I've read, that usually still falls under self-defense. Yeah. If he hits his head on the sidewalk and you pick him up and drop him again, you yeah, know, that's there's, different. That's yeah, manslaughter. People yeah. are not very... Not, not and this that. gets conf- gets really muddled a lot in um, as, a, as a device in movies and TV mm-hmm. where, where somebody is this super genius plotting to make somebody appear as if they're coming after them so they can kill them in self-defense and whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it very frequently happens like, well, he was in my house. Yes. And that, at least in California, means bupkis. You you have to be threatening my body and my life. You cannot be stealing my shit Mm -hmm. and give me a free reign. I was, it was self-defense. Yes. And that shows up, that's one of my least favorite uh, flubs in TVs and movies when that shows up because it's so fucking easy and you learn, people learn from TV and movies and everybody mm-hmm. thinks like, well shit, if some crackhead breaks into my house, I could kill him. Like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't don't, don't get crazy, George Zimmerman, you can't. You don't have carte blanche to wipe out anybody who dares to set foot in your domain. Right. Um, so, uh, 
In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Manslaughter keeps coming yeah. up and we have to define that as well. So it's, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting this vibe like with cancers where some cancers are quote unquote good cancers. Oh yes, I've heard that and one before. And I'm thinking maybe, <laughs> maybe manslaughter is the good kind of killing. But defense attorneys are always gunning for this also yeah. on cop shows. You see this quite a lot. Yeah. And so can, do you know, can you define yes, manslaughter the, for me? The plea bargain, let's plea that down to manslaughter is always a, a great one for a, a secondary character. Um, like we were just watching the league and they, mm-hmm. they did that. Like they're trying to, for one is a prosecuting attorney, one is a defense attorney. They're both in the same fantasy football league and the prosecuting attorney has all the evidence, but he tells the defense attorney, if you will trade me Marshall Falk, <laughs> I will knock it from murder one to manslaughter. And they literally make a deal for this guy's life. He gets five years for manslaughter instead of 10 for felony. So manslaughter is the brass ring of lawyerly negotiations. When you know your client killed someone, uh, that's probably the best thing you can go for in all these movies we see. So these definitions uh, come from criminallawconsulting.com. Voluntary manslaughter is killing without malice, but with a conscious disregard for human life. 
getting to get in that fight. The guy's down. I keep hitting him. I'm not trying to kill him. I'm just throwing a couple extra good shots on there, right? But he's completely defenseless. That would could possibly fall under voluntary manslaughter. Because I was protecting myself up until the point where he was defenseless. Right. And then I was voluntarily continuing to damage him. Right. So the guy's okay. down. If you haul back and kick him in the throat, that's going to be murder too. Because like you are doing something that any reasonable person would assume could kill another human being. Sure. If you just you got him down, you just land three more good shots because you want to teach him a lesson, and that bounces his head off the corner, the concrete, like you said. That's going to be voluntary manslaughter. So, and the 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 real wrinkle in this, which we see in all the movies all the time, is a crime of passion. A straight mm. up murder can be reduced to manslaughter as a crime of passion if the defendant was provoked by the victim that the prov- provocation caused the defendant to act rashly and under the influence of intense emotion, obscuring his or her judgment and reasoning. And the provocation would have caused the average person to act rashly. So that's right. not saying that if you come home and find your husband in bed with another woman, that every woman who that happens to would automatically try to kill them, but it would cause them to act irrationally. Mm-hmm. Now, some people would come home, find their spouse, flip out, and then kill someone. So that's, that's the definition of a, whatever the provocation is, it would cause the average person to act rashly. So in other words, for a heat of passion, uh, murder could be, or death killing could be voluntary manslaughter, but the jury has to decide the defendant was provoked and was reasonably normal and reasonably so yeah, provoked. Like yeah. he's a normal guy or girl and right. this just happened and, and he... They behaved irrationally in the moment under understandable duress. So it's basically it's the ABC kind of a thing. Um, If A hadn't happened, B would have never happened, and then C, the person wouldn't be dead. So for it to be a crime of passion, uh, person A would be dead. Person A has to do something to provoke person B into a heightened state of emotional reaction, and then if killing occurs out of that, that could be a crime of passion. Okay. So... What about bar fights, Ben? We've been talking a little bit about those. Those uh, We've talked a little bit about it. Because it's kind of complicated. Because somebody provoking the other. It, yes, it absolutely can be somebody provoking. Can be, right, can but be it's not always. Um, if it's a mutual fight, and like both people are actively, put up your dukes, we're both aware of each other, we both know we're fighting, and you and I, you and I get into a fight in a bar. You come over and you talk a bunch of shit, and all of a sudden there's some pushing and drinks. I don't even like Twinkies. <laughs> we got too close. She got, she's posturing. I was posturing. I got too close to Mike to say, I don't even like Twinkies, much less crocodiles, yes. chocodiles, whatever yeah. they're called. Like come that, at, come those at me, are, bro. Those are fighting come words. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Those are immediately fighting words, right? If, if you do that and we're both fighting, but I didn't start the fight, like you were, you were insisting, you come at me, come on, come on, throw a punch. You'll hear, take a swing, motherfucker, take what a swing. What about Susie Q? Come on. <laughs> what about a ding dong, ding dong? Your fights are delicious. I would like to point that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't fight a lot. Can yeah. you tell? Yes. So someone pushing you into a fight, but you still have the opportunity to turn tail and run away. But if you stand your ground, that's the wrong phrase for this. If you stay where you're at and you're like, won't let them push you around. So they clearly start the fight, but you're both active combatants. Then if you hit them and kill them on the curb or whatever, that murder could be reduced to manslaughter. Okay, doke. So you start a bar fight. The other person has a chance to defend themselves. You throw one punch and that kills the other person. Is that murder or is that manslaughter? That's probably murder too. Uh, there's a few things, however, that usually won't get a killing knocked down to manslaughter. That's one of them, even if it is quote unquote a crime of passion. So again, you know, the, 
some person A does something that makes person B react, which makes person A wind up being dead. So a simple or slight assault um, won't get a killing knockdown to manslaughter. Like so I just I do I the walk- one punch. Yeah. Oh, that's you. Yeah. you. I start the fight. I throw the one punch or you start screwing with me and I throw the first punch. Um, that's, that's, you're going to have a hard time presenting that your life was in danger and for it to be self-defense, your life has to be in danger. Back to what you were saying about the um, California law, a simple trespass, you can't kill someone just because they're on your property. So if someone breaks into my office, well, actually I live here. So somebody breaks in in the middle of the night and um, I see them and shoot them leaving, even though they're inside the building, Right. That's gonna. that's not going to wind up getting knocked down to manslaughter. So even though someone broke into your place, um, you know, and, and this, they play on this in TV shows a lot, the very, the different definitions of, of how to do that. But if I'm in control in any way, shape or form, even though it's my property, even though they broke in and are trespassing, that yeah. is not going to get it knocked down to manslaughter. Yeah. And I think that that's the right thing to do because I think uh, uh, all too often, you know, there are th- things that have con- bigger consequences than you think. And you're, if you're scared in your house, cause somebody's broken into your house and you do something rash and they were not, there's no chance that they were coming at you. That when you're not, not, you know, in your underpants in the middle of the night is going to destroy any normal human being. Yep. It's going to totally screw with their head. So it's good that I think that, that there are clear limits that I wish all the law and order shows would be more clear about. <laughs> it would be great. Because otherwise you just invite someone over for a beer and like, fuck you, Bob, bow. And you drop him and say, I didn't invite Bob for a drink. So however, if someone is on your property uh, or in your home and that is combined with a physical attack, um, that's pretty much carte blanche. They're in your home and they attack you. You right. can, you can whoop them, take them out. Or this one I found interesting or physical resistance to an eviction may suffice. So if you get too worked up over someone trying to drag you out of your home and you wind up killing someone that way, uh, that also will not get down, knocked down to manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, victims refusal to engage in sex is not ever going to count. That will not count as a crime of passion. Yeah. And I think that that's a there's like special, I forget what it's called on TV, but special circumstances or something like that, mm-hmm. where that's one of those things that you can't, like you can't forgive a student debt by declaring bankruptcy, so you can't play the system. This mm-hmm. is another sort of, you can't murder someone in the act of a felony and then claim self-defense. It's right. a similar thing to that. Right. Another one that will, even though it's a crime of passion, will not get you knocked down is the molestation of a stranger. Uh, in other words... Let's say the defendant kills someone he believes sexually molested a child who was not related to or emotionally close to the defendant, but the molestation is not sufficient. Then, then the molestation is not sufficient provocation and the defendant must be convicted of murder. So yeah, that's got to suck so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) or if you get the wrong person too. So the defendant kills someone he thinks is a child molester, but that the, that person is not related to or emotionally close to the defendant. So basically what we're talking about is, um, is vigilantism. You know, that, that's one way to look at it as vigilantism. Um, that is not sufficient provocation and the defendant, the defendant must be convicted of murder. Also mere words or gestures, unless, unless accompanied by something more. So someone flips you off in a bar, right? You can't, or they, they call you a motherfucker. They call you every racial epithet in the, every gender-based, every racial epithet, and they call you anything they want. If they're just talking and yeah. you react and they die, 
you're doing murder too. That's not manslaughter. Unless it was accompanied by something else. Sure. If they're John at John at Johnny, and then they, you know, they hit you in the head with a bottle or they try to hit you in the head with a bottle. Sure. But that's that, a physical altercation. That, and that becomes changes yeah, it. That, yeah, it's that, an interest oh I'm so sorry to that, That's cool. That's so that that's that could yeah. could be manslaughter, yeah. And it's such a hard thing for me to comprehend. Like I said, I've not really been in fights, so this you know, you you're taught that words hurt, mm-hmm. but Words hurt. Words don't really kill, right? So you can't, that's the, people can say shit at you all the time. Correct. But you can't be like, well, but I mean, he called my mom an egg or whatever. Yes, yes. So uh, all things verbally related, uh, and again, I'm sure there's a gray area here, like I'm going to kill you in 10 minutes. I'm sure if there's a verbal threat on your life, that might change the scope. But so basically, no matter what someone says to you, no matter what they say to you, you will, you will be doing murder too if you... Screw that person up. Yeah. So somebody calls you a bad word, bad mm-hmm. name, calls your mama something terrible. That is not a, ever going to be enough to Correct. to justifiably call that manslaughter. But also, you will have killed someone. You will have. For, yes, you have killed someone for saying your mama's so fat. Yeah. Yeah. So ne'er do wells of the world beware. Now, of course, this this will help you the next time you're watching a CSI marathon. I think you'll have a much better understanding of murder one, murder two. And manslaughter, in some places known as third degree murder. And then we didn't talk about involuntary manslaughter. Uh, we did that. That actually, we did. That was the involuntary manslaughter. Was the whole manslaughter? Voluntary manslaughter. Okay. Yeah. Okay, actually, you know so. what? I'm not. I think I've lost the difference between voluntary and involuntary manslaughter. Well, people can tell us in the comments. They can. Well, voluntary <laughs> means you were again. You were ex. I remember now. We're in a fight, right. and I kill you, and that proves to be a crime of passion. That's voluntary manslaughter. Involuntary manslaughter is. I got off the highway and was going too fast and ran over the protesters on the highway. Right. That's involuntary right. manslaughter because right. you weren't, you didn't do it on purpose, but you still took a life. So right. you're going to, you know. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Not everyone who hangs is a bastard, but all bastards got to hang. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> a high level overview of murder one, two, and three. And that does it for this show. If you have questions for Scott or for me, or you have a topic you would like us to discuss on a future episode of Story Smack, email me at info at emptyset.com. Next week, we'll be recording a long episode, The Aliens Watch Along. Yes, I love that movie. That came up randomly in our Yay. conversation, and many people emailed us and sent in the request form, please do this, please do this. So we are going to do it to celebrate the next Aliens movie that is going to be out and uh, shortly Alien Bug after. Hunt, which is yes, a, yes, a, yeah. You have a story in that's Alien what it Bug is. Hunt. I yeah, have a story in both. Alien Bug Hunt, one told from the aliens' perspective, which I believe is the first story of its kind. Also known as Xenomorphs. Also known as Xenomorphs. Thank you very much, ma'am. So you mm-hmm. can look, you can find that on Amazon.com. You find it's Godsigler.com. If you click the library button, you will be taken to a page with all my books. You will see Alien Bug Hunt in there. You can order it. I love that movie. I can't wait. This will be a great celebration. Yeah. So we're just going to hit play and mm-hmm. record our thoughts as the movie goes along. And then we'll post it for you if you would lo- like to watch yourself and do a listen along while we're doing that. Yeah. Then on April 21st, we are going to do an episode on the comedy comedy gem Half-Baked. Yes. In which, Lord Almighty, we will be baked ourselves while we record it. <laughs> yes. So uh, we will try and get this one to actually come out on 420. Yeah. <laughs> which would be kind of kind of great. We may invite, uh, we, I don't know, we may invite our neighbors who uh, who consume of that particular product I mean, quite it a is, lot. It is legal in California. So <laughs> you, even recreationally legal and in California. It's one of my favorite movies. That shit's legal in California. You got it. Oh my God. I'm so square for this, but I'm, I'm going in. I'm going in. Uh, okay. So you guys can find us both online if you'd like to 
to talk to us. Scott is at Scott Sigler on Twitter and Instagram, and his Facebook page is facebook.com slash Scott Sigler. I am a real girl on Twitter and a.real.girl on Instagram. You can find us online at scottsigler.com slash storiesmack. We'd love to see your comments there. You can find us on iTunes, searching for Scott Sigler Audiobooks. And subscribe, subscribe, yes. subscribe. You'll get a free audiobook episode every Sunday and a big hit of Story Smack every Friday. So, we hope you join us. Mm-hmm. Um, catch us next week or the week after that. And until then, we'll talk to you all real soon. Goodbye. Bye, Scott Sigler. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.